UFC 287 is upon us. As usual, this is my preview show. I'm only breaking down the main card um, until I get more famous <laughs> to you, but I have more time to break down the entire card. Now, I did see the weigh-ins. I've been catching up on the media. I've been busy this week. Uh, I was having an off week at the beginning of the week. was feeling down and a little depressed. Uh literally had a meeting with my entire team ran five miles and now I feel the best I've ever had in about three years so that's positive but let's get into UFC 287 because that's what we're here for for right now we'll talk about mental health later um that's what this podcast is about but you know what I love fighting and it gives me a great pleasure knowing that these people go to war (laughs) so I don't have to get hit anymore right If I didn't find football, I probably would have done this. All right. Um, Moving on. Nothing looked too crazy in the UFC Embedded. Uh, Didn't give out too much info. Looking like everybody was on point, on weight, on schedule. Uh, Just watched the weigh-in highlights. And unfortunately, Christian Rodriguez, this is the first fight on the main card. Raul Rosas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez, he missed weight by one and a half pounds. Now, that might not mean anything right now. Uh, the fight is still going to go on. It's the standard 20% of your fight purse, and the fight goes on. So he weighed in, I think, 137 and a half uh with the uh, 136 weight limit in the 135-pound class, when it is a non-title fight, you do get a one-pound allowance. For some of you that don't know, is like 135. Anyway, 137 is like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But at 137.5, it's a big deal. 136, man, you'll be all right. So admittedly, I do not know much about these two fighters. Uh, Raul Rosas Jr. is supposed to be the next up-and-coming guy. He's on Dana White's Contender Series, tore through everybody. His last two fights, let me see. Click on his page here. Um, Submission, face crank, and... Unanimous decision, and when he was in the Contender Series, and he fought for a place called UWC Mexico, and he's been a submission artist for the time being. The big kicker is uh, he's really young. He just turned 18. Now, I wouldn't say I couldn't be a professional fighter at 18. I was taking my football career that serious, but you can't become a professional football player at 18. Uh, if I would have wanted to fight, I probably could have done the same thing, but woulda, coulda, shoulda. I'm 33 now, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) And he's living the dream. So all signs point to Raul Rose Jr. beating Christian Rodriguez. He was the only one that I saw from the weigh-in highlights that kind of looked nervous Maybe he didn't belong out of place, what have you. Both two fighters are new. Uh, I kind of, I understand why they're on the main card, but I don't at the same time. But they're going to try to push Royal Rosas Jr. He is young. 
He has an unfortunate look to him. <laughs> People will laugh. He has an odd chin, the curly hair. But, hey, mans can fight. He got the hands. He got the submissions. Obviously, he's a little green. Green being he's very new on the scene. Uh, obviously, he's 18. He doesn't have a lot of life experience. And he just turned uh, to become a professional fighter. So, who can blame him? For being a little bit random and out there when he's fighting. Uh, but I do have Raul Rosas Jr. winning this fight. Because I can't see an avenue for Christian Rodriguez to win. In all honesty. Like I said, admittedly I don't know much about these two fighters. In terms of their fight history. One's 7-0, one's 8-1. They don't have much history or much tape for me to look at on YouTube. So I'm going with what my gut feeling says. Rahul Rosas Jr. Um, winning this fight. Probably by submission. I want to say first round. But usually the heavier fighter wins. I think it was like an 80% win rate for the fighter that missed weight. But it depends on how um, how much he had to cut. And how terrible he felt, which factors in, yeah. But Raul Rodriguez or Rosas is eighteen, so that kind of throws everything out of the window. So he's going to be a buzzsaw no matter what. Next fight we got Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Man, this seems like it's going to be a really good fight. A really good fight. Now Kevin Holland has been a little up and down in his career. Uh, losing his last two, wanted to be in a kickboxing match with Stephen Thompson for some reason, and unfortunately had to fight Hamza Shumayev in that whole debacle of UFC 279 with folks missing weight by eight pounds and and such. Uh, knew that was going to happen. Yeah, it would have you, but he did beat Tim Means and Cowboy Oliveira. No contest versus Kyle Dawkins. They kind of knocked each other out with a headbutt. Lost to Marvin Vittori and Derek Brunson. I think he talked too much in both of those fights, but he's been back and forth. He's a good guy. I want to see him do well, but he needs to, as a non-fighter, I'm telling this guy to focus up and finish fights and stop playing around. Now, Santiago Ponzinibbio, he was an up-and-comer that was looking... Like he was going to be the next best thing, beating Mike Perry, beating Neil Magny, but he ran into the leech, Jing Ling Lie, and kind of been up and down ever since. Lost to Jing Liang, beat Miguel Beza. No, I, I mean, I don't even know who that guy is, but he took a lot of time off. I think he got injured 2018 to 2021. He lost to Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal looked sensational in that fight. And then he lost to Michael Pajeda. And then he beat Alex Morano in this most previous fight in UFC 282. So it's not out of the question that he beats Kevin Holland. This is going to be a great fight. Depends on what Kevin Holland shows up. Is he relaxed? Is he on point? Who knows? Uh... Look pretty relaxed. He's 
focusing on Jorge Masvidal for some reason. Uh, been getting into two altercations during this fight week, so I don't know how serious he might take this. And with that fact, I hope if he ever hears this, I hope he doesn't hate me. But I'm looking at this objectively. Santiago Ponzinibbio seems like he's going to be the winner here. He looks focused. He looks relaxed. Obviously, Kevin Holland always looks focused and relaxed. But where is his mind? I do not know. Uh, Santiago possesses the skills to be Kevin. But I don't think... Even though Kevin has several fights in the UFC, I don't think we've really seen the true Kevin Holland yet. So hopefully he can get it together and piece a good fight from bell to bell. And uh, we see Kevin Holland come out on top. But for the time being, I got Santiago Ponzinibbio. Don't think he's going to TKO or submit him. So it's probably going to be a UD third round or third round unanimous decision at the end of the fight next fight up Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez now I think this is going to be a great fight uh Adrian Yanez brings the pain and so does Rob Font this is going to be a barn burner of a fight I don't think anybody's going to get knocked out I don't think that's going to happen I think it's going to be a back and forth chess match. I know uh, Rob Font is on a two fight losing streak. He he lost to a former champion Jose Aldo and lost to Marvin Marlon Vera. Sorry, Marlon Vera when he was on his win streak. But before that, he beat Cody Garbrandt, Marlon Moraes, Ricky Simone, Sergio Pettis. So he was on. He's been on a streak of. Pretty decent fights. Just unfortunate he ran into some some legends, you know. Marlon Vera barely missing out on a title shot, losing to uh, Corey Sandhagen, who is pretty good. And Adrian Yanez is on a eight-fight winning streak. Three, six, no, nine-fight winning streak. Beating, uh, let's see, notably... Oh, honestly, Davey Grant is his biggest win in my mind so far right here. UFC Fight Night 198. Caitlin Vieira versus Misha Tate. Um, his last fight versus Tony Kelly, he beat uh, TKO round one, which was sort of, I think, I feel like he had a grudge out on him for some reason. Because uh, after the fight, he gave him the double the double bird and was celebrating pretty hard. So this fight's going to be pretty tough to pick because I want Rob Font to win because he's been one of my favorites. I wouldn't say the favorite, but he's been one of my favorites to watch because he's always in an exciting fight. But Adrian Yanez is from Texas, man. You got to support your Texas folks. I'm going to go with Rob Font. Sorry, Adrian Yanez. Because, you know what? If Adrian Yanez wins, this is good for me. Because I have more Texas fighters to support. If I'm just going off straight facts of what I think. The age might come into a factor. Rob Font is 35 to Adrian Yanez is 29. But, oh, and they also have small children. 
So whoever's getting the better sleep <laughs> wins the fight. And I think Rob Font is more of an established fighter at at um, 35 years old versus Adrian Young. This is 29. See, I'm just pulling at straws here. I'm trying to <laughs> find some rationale to make this make sense. But I got Rob Font winning this one um, by split decision because Adrian Yanez had a good round two, right? It's a toss-up round two, watch. <laughs> All right, coming up to the co-main, we got Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. So if you're one of my good friends, you know, despite how famous Jorge Masvidal is, I do not think he's a great fighter. He does great things. He has great moments. He has one of the best trash talks. He has a popular look. He even is good with the Donald Trump crowd when it comes down to it politically. But overall, Jorge Masvidal, to me, is just a middle-of-the-road fighter. And when he has come up to great competition at the top, he has done less than stellar, um, just in general. So just looking back on his record, loss of Colby Covington, who I don't think is that great. He's better than Jorge, but he stand he stood a good chance in my mind. Lost to Kamara twice. Admittedly, one was on like a week notice. I can't fault him too much for that. But Kamara was also fighting him on a week notice, so he should have had a better showing. Try to take advantage of the opportunity. But he had a string of wins against all uh average fighters, Nate Diaz, Ben Askren, Darren Till. Darren Till lost his mojo with his fight after he lost to what's his name? Tyron Woodley. And and then before that, he lost to Wonderboy and Damian Maya. And before that, he beat Cowboy Cerrone and Jake Ellenberger. Those are his most recent fights to, to speak about. Jake Ellenberger being in 2016. But any time he's been up against decent competition in my mind, he hasn't done very good at all. Which is unfortunate because you want to cheer for the guy, but... When you look at reality, it doesn't bode too well for him because he's, like I said, he, good hands, street fighter, Kimbo slice, backyard brawls, but not doesn't translate well to the UFC. Now, I do respect his game when you hear him speak, when you hear him thinking about talking about training, talking about game planning. One of the best. He's going to be a great coach after this if he decides to go that route. But I do not see him winning this fight. Now he's fighting Gilbert Burns. Um, Gilbert losing to Hamza and Kamaru. His last two huge fights. But he's beat Neil Magny, Wonder Boy, Tyron Woodley, Damian Maya, Gunnar Nelson, Mike Davis. Lost to Dan Hooker earlier in 2018 but just overall you know if I'm this one I don't have a 
rationale to follow, so to speak. Because Gilbert Burns is also 36. Jorge Masvidal is 38. We'll see, you know. I think it's going to be Gilbert Burns. Just going off the fact that he's a little bit younger. But that's not a guarantee. It's going to be a good fight. Both living and training in Florida. Kind of a bragging rights fight, if you want to call it that. But I see Gilbert Burns pulling this out. Again, another decision. I don't think there's going to be many. Santiago might finish Kevin Holland. But I don't see anybody finishing. Oh, yeah, Rahul Rosas, I see submitting. They're not going to be, ex- these fights aren't going to be exciting as in flashy. They're going to be good as in strategy. So I, I picked Gilbert Burns with this one. I think he's going to grind on Jorge Masvidal and, and beat him in the, I don't know, is it five rounds? It doesn't say right here, but willing to bet it is a five-round fight. So Gilbert Burns by decision. I don't think he's going to knock him out or submit him. So, and last but not least, the fourth fight between UFC middleweight champion Alex Pajeda versus Israel, the style, last style bender Adesanya. Now, history says you beat somebody three times, you're probably going to beat them a fourth time. Two of those fights being kickboxing and... One of those fights being MMA. Now, full disclosure, full disclaimer. I spoke about this on a previous podcast when they first fought. Israel Adesanya, in my opinion, was winning 100% of the fights on the cards. I repeat, I'm not being a hater. He was winning 100% on the cards in every fight. Even the one that he ended up losing by decision, I thought he won. So when he went out in the second fight, he tried to be more aggressive and take the um, judges out of it. Even scored a knockdown. Still got knocked out. In the third fight, when they fought last, um, put Alex Pereira on Queer Street. Had him dizzy, had him knocked down in the round one. Clearly thought, I was like, oh no, he's going to lose, he's going to lose. Came back, compromised his leg with the calf kick, teed him up on against the fence. Now some people think that it was an early stoppage. Clearly was not, judging by the circumstances of there's three minutes left in the round. Izzy's leg was compromised, kind of stuck on the fence. He was bopping and weaving, I agree. But I don't need to see a stationary person get teed up on to say that they lost. I don't need to see him knocked out. I was glad. I think it was Mark Goddard who was the referee. Let me see. I can look back at the... Oh, it doesn't have the ref on here. Um, let me see Alex Pantas Wikipedia page. Um, it really doesn't say who the 
referee West. Let me look at their sure dog. Surely they'll have it. Alex Pajeda. Israel Odesunia. Yep, Mark Goddard. Man, how how much of a nerd am I to remember the ref <laughs> in a main car fight? Um, yeah. Alex knocked him out. I don't see it. I don't see it any different than last time. Maybe not the same as last time, but I don't see it any other way, unfortunately. Because Izzy will have to take some big risks. And I know he'll do it. But Alex is going to be privy. Well, I mean, he's been knocked down twice, I guess, with Izzy. But he, he's been knocked out twice. And there's a difference between knocked down and knocked out. So, you know, got Alex Pajeda again on this one. Don't see it happening any different. Uh, not going to be the exact same way, but who knows? We'll see. I'm doing a watch long for this fight, or I'm going to try to. My good friend, TJ Controversy Caldwell, has a Discord. I'll probably put an invite link in the description of this podcast, and then it'll be Uncle Phil's Corner. Where I will talk about the giveaway and then um, do a watch along. I will not show it on stream, but I will be chatting with people and maybe giving you my password to watch the fight. <laughs> uh, man, but so we had a good week, you know. Play work hard, play hard. Got a full day tomorrow prior to the UFC card. Been training real hard for this 10K. I'm feeling good about the actual running. So, with that being said, UFC 287 is upon us. We shall watch. We shall rejoice. Grab yourself, grab yourself a Modelo Especial if you do. If not. I don't know what you're doing with your life. Um, no big news coming up for me. Let's just keep going at it, man. We're having fun with this. Uh, I love doing this. Hopefully I can get uh, Jalen back on the podcast. We're supposed to do a podcast for the year. But, you know, I always say we are regular people. Regular jobs. We're regular people problems. This is my podcast, so I can record whenever I want. But having to rely on somebody that's two time zones away, hey, I can't I can't change his schedule. If something comes up, something comes up. Hey, we're all grown men. We can parse it out and we'll we'll get back together. Have some good topics with him. We're gonna have a couple other people back on the podcast. I'm looking to expand. So if anybody Again, if you'd like to come on, you have something interesting to say, or if you, you know, if we haven't talked in years and you want to get on the podcast, let's do it. All right. Cool. With that being said, Uncle Phil out.